PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, thank you for joining me. This is Chris Kiefer and this is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for subscribing and downloading these episodes. This whole thing has been a great journey for me. And, of course, I just checked the numbers, and they are going up. So thank you guys. I really appreciate it. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so damn easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. You guys need some parts, go there. It helps us. They're very good people. They have low prices, so why not go there? Fly Racing, go there. Go get your gear, FlyRacing.com. The gear is unreal, guys, seriously. Light Hydrogen, some of my favorite sets of gear to put on is the Light Hydrogen gear and Kinetic Mesh, especially in the summertime. So go check them out, flyracing.com. And, of course, Racetech Suspension Engine Services. Go click on racetech.com and see what you guys need. They do it all. You need some stuff done in your engine, want to make it go faster, or want to make your bike handle better, plusher, racetech.com. That is the URL. Do it. And, of course, you guys have any questions about my advertisers, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If I have a discount code, I will pass it along to you. If I have an email, I will pass that along to you. We're here to help you guys. All right, another episode, 2020 450 MX Shootout Bracketry. I'm like going through puberty. Holy heck. 2020 KX450 against 2020 Honda CRF 450R. The best straight line stability against the best cornering ability. Sounds like a fight to me. Well, this is the podcast where we talk about it, the good, the bad, the positive, the negative, three riders, three different opinions, all different types of styles. Also, you'll listen to, in this podcast, a guy who works full-time, a kid that, I shouldn't say a kid, a guy that has won Loretta Lynn's in the 30 class, and then, of course, you have an older guy that is a fireman, ex-pro, but now goes riding on the weekends, has fun, and rides with his family. So these three riders right here encompass a lot of my listener, and hopefully you get a lot of knowledge listening to them. So again, this is more of like you and you and me bullshitting on the back of a tailgate. Again, I want to make this loose. I want to make this fun. I want to get the most information out there to you guys, but I'm trying to do something a little bit different instead of just doing the same old, same old shootout. We've been doing that for a long time, people. It's an old template, so why not try something different? The winner will move on to round two next week, and at the end of this week, we'll have our last round one fighters, which is the Husqvarna FC450 against the KTM 450SXF. That'll be fun because those bikes are similar on paper, but 
also very different on the track. So that'll be a, a fun one for me. We'll be doing that Thursday, so check that out. The Kawasaki KX450 was pretty much unchanged. I say pretty much because they did change some green plastic. The Honda CRF450R has some revisions with suspension, engine maps, ECU settings, as well as a lower battery box in the air in the air uh, air box. So there are some changes there to the Honda, but it was interesting enough because this is a this is two to five right in the bracket. Each one of these bikes have a strong point. The Honda obviously has an insane motor with a great cornering character, and then you have a smoother engine power in the KX450, but yet a very stable machine to go fast on. So I thought this bracket was more interesting than the Yamaha versus Suzuki, obviously, but you'll find out in this podcast that some of these comments are similar. So you will have to listen for that. And of course, you guys have any questions about these bikes, you know my email. And you can also go on KieferIncTesting.com and we do a startup baseline settings article for all these bikes. So if you have one of these bikes and you're not stoked on what you hear, simply click onto our website, look at the settings that we tried to make your bike the best, and try those settings because we work hard over here to try to get you a good baseline setting. So all you guys have to do out there is go ride your damn dirt bike. We try to bridge that gap so when you go to the track, you're not clicking around and dicking around with your motorcycle let us do all that and get you on the track and get you smiling quicker. All right, guys. So that's it for me. I just want to give you guys a little intro before this podcast. Again, Joe Aloff, Kenny Day, Matt Suravog, Round 1, KX450, CRF450R. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned later in the week for the final Round 1 bracket. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. Round one. Let's get ready to rumble. Honda versus Kawasaki. I'm here with Joe Aloff, Matt Suravog, Kenny Day. It's probably way too loud. Sorry. But Honda versus Kawasaki. You know what the ranking is on that, Joe? Can you can you do that? My ranking? No. What's the ranking? We You're- have one versus six. What is this? Uh, this has got to be two versus five. There you go. You're a smart guy. Look at that. That's the voice of Joe Aloff. He is 317 pounds. <laughs> he's a fire police pro. Oh, shit. He's a, he's a gold medalist in the, in the program. Yeah. <laughs> no. Joe's 185, 190? 195, 195, 10? Maybe 195. Okay. 195. Nope. Solidly FPMX professional. He did get second to ping. How the fuck did you let Ping beat you? Ping knows how to ride. Yeah, he's true. He does. He still pins. He it. got whole shots. Was on a fast bike. I didn't see him the whole first lap because he was gone. Really? That quick? Yeah. And then I think he just managed the race, and he let me catch him. Made me feel good about myself a little bit. Not even close to getting striking. What was he riding? Distance, but... Was he on a two-stroke? No, he was on a Honda 450 that he built. There you go, Ping. Yep. Go with the times, Ping. Get off the two-strokes. Get four-strokes. Come on now. All right, Honda versus Kawasaki. We're at Glen Helen. Same track, great test day. We wanted to have two different brackets at Glen Helen because, quite frankly, that's where every manufacturer tests. Today, guess who's out testing production bikes? KTM. Guess who's out testing production bikes last week? Honda. Guess who's out testing production bikes last week as well? Yamaha. So we have all these guys testing production motorcycles, developing those motorcycles for you guys listening to this show. 
So that's why we're here. Just wanted to throw that out there since we didn't talk about that in the last bracket. All right, just break it down to me. Who won in your bracket of choice, Honda or Kawasaki there, Joseph? For me, Kawasaki. Wow. I absolutely felt great on that bike, loved it, and so it won. Okay. What's the number one thing that makes it stand out for you at here at Glen Helen? Uh, for me, the comfort. Uh, if anybody's ridden Glen Helen, you know, end of the day, well, really like middle of the morning, it starts getting rough, choppy, some nasty, yeah. yeah, nasty holes, breaking bumps. The downhills actually got a little rough today. A little? Um, yeah, a lot rough, I guess. Okay. Uh, and even kind of some of the fast straights, like, you know, going into Talladega, at some some points it gets some holes here and there. And for me, being older and have a full-time job now other than racing, you know, when I hit bumps and it doesn't feel good, like it, it could, you know, get out of my hands, then uh, I don't like that. So for me, I look for comfort first and, and a bike that I can push and ride hard and the Cowie absolutely does that did that for me at your age do you feel like you still want to go fast is that still inside of you yeah I've tried to get rid of it but it doesn't go anywhere okay you know these kids now I get so pissed when some kid that I've never heard of you know is like 18 years old and just railing these berms in front of me and everything I can do he's on a 250f weighs about 110 pounds feet flying everywhere and I'm doing everything I can do on a good running 450 just to stay with him it really pisses me off but you gonna fight today at the track almost uh no no fights no fights <laughs> had a little joe got to run it with some dude that took about fighting i'm like yeah. homeboy was already trying to fight today i bring no. this guy out to test and there's like <laughs> I, I have two people going hey man did you see your guy out there he's gonna fight some dude off the track i'm like what <laughs> no 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 just uh you know a practice were day you on the cowie when that happened i was just practice did you break a lever today I did, I did. Uh-huh. A lot See, of shit's coming out on this yeah. podcast I didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> I pu- I, hey, I was on the Cali. I was feeling good. I pushed it down the hill and, and kind of took the line of a guy that was coming in. We didn't hit or anything, and I didn't purposely cut him off, but I did. And then he he cut the track and then got in front of me and was, like, brake-checking me, and I, I might have lost it a little bit and tried to stuff him into a wall. Uh-huh. There's that fire. There it is. Grr. And then I go a couple more corners and... And stick the front end and fall right. What an idiot! Yeah, right into a mud puddle. <laughs> that guy was mud. so stoked, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, "Yeah, take that, you son of a bitch." Yeah, I got up. I was like, "Well, it's instant karma." Oh my god! Broke. Dude, did you feel like an asshole when I you did. crashed? I did. <laughs> and then he comes over as I'm getting up, wiping myself off. He comes over. Oh dang! And talks to me, and we talked it out. It's all good. Um, other than that, so that was a fun. Let's get let's get back to the tip. Yeah, that, that was, was a fun, fun story. I like that story. Yeah. Um, one thing. Let's talk. One thing about the Honda you like. One thing about the Honda that you're like, ah, gosh, that's difficult to to try to make myself go faster on. Um, the the Honda motor is really, really good. What does really, really good mean? Like, in what way? Just fun, exciting. Um, if you were on a track like Supercross track, I just you know envision myself like seat bouncing stuff and and. You know, whipping it, the bike feels good in the air. It does, yeah. Um, just a fun, you know, even on the fast straights here and the the uphills, you know, if you're not up on the tank going up Mount St. Helens, you know, the front end's going to come up. And then, uh, you know, going down into Talladega, that thing just keeps shifting and let it eat. And that type of stuff is fun for me. What's the downside to it? 
Uh, like I said earlier with the Cali, you know, and, and me looking at any bike, I want comfort. I don't have that comfort feel. I feel like I can ride the Honda to a certain level. And if I get past that, then I'm going to crash and, and get out of control. I just don't have that comfort, like compliant chassis feel that I did on mm-hmm. the, the Cali. So basically, I'm similar in experience with, obviously, you know, you guys listen to the podcast. I rank Kawasaki second because of frame compliancy. That's, you know, Joe mentioned that word. It's There's a lot of comfort in the frame. We've talked about how other manufacturers use the Kawasaki frame as a baseline to try to achieve, you know, their product. You know, when when another manufacturer is looking at another bike going, hey, that's really good. We want to make our similar that is Kawasaki. The frame is very good, absorbent, coming down the hills, hits the bumps. Um, I always tell you guys, drop a rock from six feet up, you know, that's the Honda frame, and then drop a rock from three feet up, drop it, you know, and then that is the Kawasaki frame. It's just the touch, the feel of it is a lot more compliant. Um, what about cornering between the two? Who corners better? Um, it kind of depends on what type of corner. If there's a big, thick berm or a nice you know, good rut or a, a tight, like some of these ruts out here, or berms would get kind of like a little fish hook. Yep. Then the Honda really shines. If you got, you know, a big berm to, to throw it in there and just let that power eat, then it's really good. Um, and then those little fish hook berms you can just kind of set up. What's a fish hook berm? I've never heard of that. I have like a J hook. Like, you know. What the fuck's a J hook? A J. It's a letter. I understand that. Oh, my God. Not retarded. I just want to know what it means. So a regular rut goes through a nice arc. Yes. Well, usually because of these 19-year-old kids on TVDFs that blow out berms. Angry Joe again. I get mad. Fighting the truck now. There's a lot of them blowing out berms today. I'm a little sensitive. (laughs) But there were, they you know, a berm would get a little blown out, and then it'll, like, hook back. Okay. A hook. That's all you got to say. A hook. I did say that. J-hook. J-hook. Oh, God. Here we go. Scream? The movie Scream with the little thing in his hand? Here we go. Is that a J-hook? That's, that a, that's a bailing hook, but oh. it is a hook. It, it is like a, a J. J. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, there you go. There's All right, your visual. So J hooks. It's okay. Go on. I'm Maybe sorry, like your your wiener J hooks to the left. And mine's straight. Yeah. Well, we're getting off topic. Come okay. on, focus in. But uh, yeah, those little hook back, whatever you want to call yeah. them, berms. You know, you can sit super late, stand up through it, sit super late on a, a Honda, and just let the power kind of bring you around that thing, lay it over, and it's good. Um, but some of the other ones like kind of getting into them and i didn't feel like that like the, the compliance and that smooth cushy feel of the cali frame in a, most of the corners and then a lot of the corners of the honda didn't have that it kind of felt like i didn't have the traction and like you said about cornering you know, stability cornering stability and being down digging into the dirt and mm-hmm. feeling planted the honda feels like it's kind of on top of everything and, and a little skittish and for those of you guys that Nervous. don't know that, we, Joe and I were talking about earlier, is cornering stability is you're inside of a rut, shallow, deep, it doesn't matter. And all the things that are inside of that rut, it could be square edge, it could be little stones, it could be whatever it is inside that rut, you feel more of those imperfections inside of the rut with the Honda chassis versus a Cowie. It's more of a dead blow, as I like to call it, on a Kawasaki where it just... You don't really pick it up. It doesn't really have feedback to your ass and, the, and your feet and the hands. Yeah. You don't feel it as much. Exactly. So um, last thing before we move on to the other guys here. What about engine? I, I talk about engine braking a lot between the two. What about free feeling engine between the two? Who has the better freer engine feel on diesel? 
Hmm, I would say the Honda's a little better there. I didn't really notice it um, too much right. on either bike, but the Honda now, you know, now that you mentioned it and I thought about it, the Honda seems to be a little freer. Kai has a, maybe a little more, so and, maybe that helps me a little more in areas. But And you're a Map 2 guy? On the Honda, yes. Yeah, so Map 2 is a mellow map. I tell you guys out there, it's not a dick measuring contest. Don't worry about it. Put it in Map 2. Don't stress on it. Your buddy's over there talking trash on you because he's in map three. You're going to blow by him later in the moto. Trust me on that. So map three is gnarly. It's too gnarly for me. Uh, map two, nice in corners. Map one, I use that at times as well. But to me, map two has a real smooth, connected feel. So, all right, Kawasaki moves on for Joe. Let's move on to Kenny. Kenny Day, we uh, had him on the Yamaha versus the Suzuki bracket. Yep. Quick background on you real fast again. Height, weight, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, I'm uh, 31, getting really close to 32, unfortunately. <laughs> I, uh, young, <laughs> I'm 150 pounds. Um, I guess I'm considered a vet pro in some sense. 30 plus. Just You got to claim that every time you talk, dude. Claim it, dude. I, you know... Just people, claim it, dude. People, I know you're not that way, but damn. I like just, if, okay, yeah. I, if I, I won Loretta's type, like, Loretta's champ. Thank you. Moving on. All right, well, yeah. Last year, I won Loretta's title and on a 250F at that. 30, 30 class right 30, here. Yeah, we have a 30, 30 class, class Loretta's champion. Yep. I was uh, I was the only guy on a 250F. And, yeah, uh, yeah the starts were a little eh, but uh, I had a Trader's Jason Yamaha full race bike. Oh, that's nice. And I had a factory mechanic, which was uh, oh, that's even better. my buddy Tony Archer. And, and then I also had Skip Norfolk there just, you really? know. Busting my balls about everything. Oh, wow. hey, you had time. Skip there. You had like oh, the grass ghost around you yeah, too. He, he, yeah, I think it was almost a little too much pressure. He's like, "Hey, it's time for you to perform." And Jeez. Uh, actually, worked out. Uh, everybody that we took to Loretta's, that's I was badass. the only one that came home with the title. So that's fun. That's I'll take cool. it. But so anyway, we got Loretta's champion here, Honda versus Kawasaki. Real quick, who wins? Uh, in my opinion, I'm, I'm Team Green today. You're Team Green. Yeah, I am and Team Green. Let's talk about that real quick. You were. Pleasantly surprised about that bike. You said I've never ridden a Cowie. I've ridden a Cowie 250F. Okay. Um, never ridden a 450 ever. Actually, I, I enjoyed the the 250F majorly. It was a little slow for my you know yeah. liking at the time, but right. never jumped on the 450. And then today, the minute I got on it, I you know it sounds silly, but just sitting on it, I was like, hey, this feels really comfortable Cock- cockpit wise, bars, levers. Uh, just riding out to the track, I kind of had a, a good feel. Like, hey, this thing feels comfortable to me isn't that kind of weird like not say you judge the bike right then but you just have a, a of a better feeling between two bikes when you just ride it onto the I track think, i think any person that just sits on a bike on a stand kind of immediately makes some kind of judgment like hey this feels good to me yeah and today for me like yeah i kind of felt like the cowie was going to be a little too big for me because i'm short like i'm 150 pounds but i'm five six and like three quarters Only on a five, good day six. yeah oh, so wow, I'm, okay. I'm a little guy yeah um but yeah, uh exactly yeah <laughs> so yeah needless to say like i thought it was going to be like long and big and feel huge to me it, it didn't feel like that at all i was I was happy with it so but yeah once i got out on the track uh just immediately i felt extremely comfortable the thing was stable suspension worked good i had a little bit of harsh feel just immediately in some of the bumps in um, the fork in the fork uh-huh. mainly but it did its job at the end of the day like i could push it a little more and it was always there needed to it did what i needed it to but I was pleasantly surprised with that bike. Um, we'll talk quickly about the Honda. How, when you say when you ride on the, you know, you're out there, you're riding to the track, 
Did you notice how quick and peppy that engine was right the first lap? The Honda, yeah. yeah. And I started on just a stock map mm-hmm. and immediately got out. And I remember, you, you know, there's three maps. You then the third one was aggressive, and the, I think the first turn I went up a hill and was like, oh, this isn't the aggressive. You're map. like, what oh, am my I? God, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the the engine on on the Honda is extremely responsive. Almost in some sense, it was a little too much for me. Okay, um, where at on the track do you think? Uh, for me, just coming out, it, it was a little too snappy. Okay. So then, I, at that point, I kind of I pulled off and went to to map two, the mellow. Yeah, and that that definitely made it a lot better for me. It just wasn't as snappy, but it was more broad. It pulled you know smoother, and I really enjoyed. I, I think out of the Honda, the it was the engine that I really did enjoy. Um, chassis stuff, I, not so much. Right. Yeah. Chassis. So where out in the where on the track do you feel like the chassis is lacking? So. F- for me, I, I do tend to ride a little over the front mm-hmm. a little bit more, uh, especially when I'm not tired. Yeah. But um, I, I get a bit of a twitchy, uncomfortable, unpredictable feeling right. with a Honda front end for me. That I've always felt like that. Uh, I mean, I rode Hondas way back in the day. I, I mean, we're talking oh seven, oh nine ish, and I always nice. yeah, really <laughs> and I always kind of still had that same feel of a front end just not really planting to the ground like I wanted it. And today. Uh, with some of the conditions like being dry down some of the straightaways and you got these little square edges like I felt everything in my hands yeah. got some head shake those type of things so right. yeah if, that was my biggest complaint yeah that. so uh, with the chassis on the Honda to me it, I'm, I'm like I'm like Joe like I feel like I can whip the bike scrub it really nice Correct. it feels light yep but if I'm under throttle leaning trying to turn while on throttle mm. that's where i feel like i'm deflecting a lot. yeah it's loose yeah yeah it's, it's a bit loose i don't necessarily feel like it's completely connected to the ground right and there was a few instances today i had that exact feeling i do see what's weird to me on the honda i do feel like it's pretty good if i'm off throttle straight line coming into a corner hitting bumps i feel like it's okay correct it's just when i'm what i call a medium lean I'm not completely cornering, but I'm just kind of leaning the bike and accelerating. I feel like, I almost feel like my contact patch on my tires is way less yeah. than yep. it is Understood. on other bikes. Yeah, and I can agree and attest to that. Yeah. that there were spots of the track today that, that had like uh, a really hard base and this tiny little edge, and just trying to kind of like finesse yourself into it was a bit harder yeah. with uh, with the Honda, compared, especially compared to the, the Cowie. So the Kawasaki engine, let's touch base on that, doesn't have, like, the juice the, the Honda does. Yeah, it's not this, like, snappy rocket ship, uh-huh. you know, like the Honda is, but it's still it's still everything that you could possibly want. Right. Um, so it feels like it's connected to the ground a lot more. I feel like I'm digging a lot deeper coming out of the, like, some of the turns, going up the hills, the the drive, the momentum. Everything is still there, but it's not, it's not necessarily I'm not holding on for dear life where – at one point, I did switch the Honda to the aggressive map, and I, oh, I, think, I think I did a half lap and was like, no, <laughs> yeah, there's, much, no this much. is way too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there's no way I was going to go around the track like that. So. Um, bump absorption on the Cowie, you like that feeling? It's, yeah, it's amazing. It just it, To me, it's it's so stable yeah. and immediately. Um, and you could kind of just pick – I could pick apart lines a little bit better with the Cowie. Um, yeah, like the bump absorption was really well – I could just kind of set into the turns a little bit better than... I always tell people what you just said right there is it opens the track up more for me. And it's so weird that it, that it does that, but yeah. it really it really does. I, I kind of found myself going a little out, little farther out wide, 
And and maybe on the Honda, some of the bumps that I was trying to avoid, I was hitting on the Cowie just because I felt that much more comfortable. Right. And I was able to kind of open the track up and carry more momentum in a lot of areas. Uh, just based What's on one improvement point you would want to work on the Cowie? Um, I think for me on the Cowie, immediately, I would probably want to do something with forks immediately. Without, okay. If I could make that initial hit not so plush to my hands, I'd feel a, a bit more comfortable. Um, the front end dives a little bit for me on the Cowie. You can go up a half a spring. Well, I shouldn't say half a spring. You can go to a 5-1 spring, and that'll bring it up a little bit, and that helps that situation. Okay. And um, there's little things you can do. We didn't really touch on the tuner. It's not like the Yamaha um, that was in the other bracket, but they do have a calibration tool that you can mess with. It's not as easy to use as a Yamaha, but at least it's, that option is there along with the couplers. Yeah. So we were on a white coupler today with stock mapping, okay, um, which just kind of livens that up a little bit. And I've tried all the all the couplers. Black is the rich coupler. It just kind of made it too lethargic down low. But, um, yeah, I'd have to agree with you as far as the fork could use a little bit of help, yep. a little bit more comfort. Yep. Other than that, uh, just rider preference-wise, the bar is a little off for me. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Seven-eighths bars? Seven-eighths bars. Yeah, you know, it's hard to say, like, that it's that much different, but feeling to me, it felt different. The stock bar today felt like it kind of had a little bit of a sweep back. Okay. Um, so that threw me off a little bit, just trying to get comfortable with my turning and, and so on and so forth. I mean, some of the big hills were good because it felt swept back and I could get up quick yep. uh, to hold on to the thing, but that's just a rider preference. What about grips? Uh, I mean, it's stock grips and my hands look terrible. Um, <laughs> I just noticed that like, I'm not a huge fan of the Cowie grips. It just eats my hands up more. With, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and to me, like, the Suzuki grip is, is a little bit, I'm sorry, the Honda grip is a little bit better just because it feels a little bit fatter, but yet there's more cush. Correct. Did you notice the fatness I, on the Honda? I did. Yeah. I did, yep. The uh, the Cowie, especially, you know, towards the end of the day when your hands are starting to go away and, like, the thinner the bar is, like, yeah, I had a, a a lot more hand roll, I think, okay. than what I expected yeah. today. Um, since the last time I rode, I rode a bike with regular regular grips, and today uh, I got a lot more hand roll. The side of my hands have blisters on them. That's yeah. something I don't see often. So, so Kawasaki is a bike that you'd like to you would own. I would own it. Yeah, I, I believe honestly, I'd probably pull it out of the box and go race it. Yeah, yeah. Lots of comfort on the Kawi. All right, moving on. Matt Servog, electrician, two hundred ninety-seven pounds. Uh oh, oh, Joe. Real quick, I just want to clear something up. You yeah. said you like to your hand in in your hand. You like a better, fatter cylindrical thing in your hand. Just uh, what? Uh, oh, um, true. He did say okay. he did say he liked it. Uh, there's a lot of things he said that I finding went on. finding a lot of new things about Keeper today. It is my podcast, so I mean, of course, we're doing that. It's fatter. It's more like home, right? <laughs> I don't have that luxury. <laughs> Poor Heather. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry to interrupt the fun and all, but it's time for some commercials. Get some discount codes. Stay tuned. We'll be back for the fun. But right now, let's pay some bills. Enjoy some discounts. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com if you need any direction on these advertisers. Thank you. Guess what? It's fall. You need a hoodie. Need some new shirts. How about a hat? Maybe a toque if you're Canadian or a beanie if you're American. FMFRacing.com. Use the code KEEFER19 to save yourself some money on FMF apparel. Very cool stuff. Dude, it's FMF. Come on. Be cool. Go the track in style with FMF or even school. I dressed up my kid today in some FMF wear. It's awesome. 
Head over there right now. Kiefer19 will save you some dough. Firepowerparts.com. That's right. Firepowerparts.com. Batteries, chains, oil. Get it all right now. It's available. Click on firepowerparts.com. Find the dealer locator button. Click on it. Put your zip code in and get yourself some kick-ass parts that I use on my test bikes. Good stuff. Firepowerparts.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the KieferInkTesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff um, because I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, Honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end... Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. 
VertexPistons.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Back to the fun. Here we go. Thank you. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm living the dream today. Yeah? Day off work riding dirt bikes. How can you complain? Driving from Sacramento all the way down to Glen Helen today to ride with us. Uh, give us your stats. Well, Matt Saravog here, 205 pounds. Okay, we're good. 35 years of age, novice vet. Matt is going to a wedding with me this weekend. He, uh, We bet he's going to eat four double-doubles from In-N-Out um, within the time span of the wedding. Yeah, we're good He there. says he's no problem. Yeah, not in the, the, the span, yes. All in one sitting, I might not have taken that Will bet. Will you eat two double-doubles in one sitting? Oh, for sure. That's no problem, right? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, but at well, one point, does it get to be a problem having too much beef up in you? Oh, I know this is your podcast. I don't want to take your heat here, but uh, you never have too much beef. Okay. All right. Honda Kawasaki. We're going to move this thing along. God, we can just have our own podcast about this kind of stuff. Uh, Honda Kawasaki, what do, you, what do you got? You owned a Honda. I did. I owned an 18 and a 19. Yep. Honda. So yes, I did. What are you choosing for today's win? I was hoping I would be a little bit of a ringer here, but I guess I'm going with the cool kids. I'm going with the Cowie. Okay. Why... Is the Cowie winning your bracket today? The main reason, the thing that stood out the most to me, is how light it feels in corners. Okay. Um, on paper, it's light, too. Yeah, on paper, it is light. Yep. Not the lightest of everything. Lightest, but, lightest Japanese bike. Yeah, but it just feels like when you corner, it feels light. And that's one thing that allows me to be a little more aggressive and have, you know, a little better attitude coming into corners going, ah, the, the bike doesn't feel heavy and doesn't feel like it's going to get away from me, you know, feeling like it's a fat heavy pig how uh, how does uh <laughs> how it does track. it no how does the engine react for you versus i know you like a honda you've told me this you like a honda motor a lot yeah so it's not like a fire breather like the honda Honda's just a fire breather dude like. honda is people ktm says they're race ready what is it, what is their motto race ready right race ready, yeah. dude honda the motor is oh, race yeah. ready i feel like from corner from corner to corner dude i don't think anything can really beat a honda no you know I, and even in map two, and to me, map two is still a little aggressive for me. Okay. But uh, back to the Cowie, the Cowie has a good bottom end, but nothing aggressive. It's not too responsive to where I don't cover the clutch and corners like uh, the other three you probably do. So I kind of control is it with your the whole, throttle. Is your whole hand on the bar in the corner? No, no, no. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm fingering it. Okay, got it. God dang it, this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm not inviting you guys anymore. You guys bring out the worst in me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm not like slipping the clutch, you know, right. hence why I can get like 80 hours out of a clutch and you make fun of me. Yeah. But, uh, so you I do, kinda, like I've, you never burn through clutches ever. Yeah, I don't. Right. So, cause I kind of try to modulate with the throttle 
And the that means Honda, you're going slow if you Mazda throttle. Yeah, well, I'm slowest guy in this <laughs> cab right now. <laughs> Hence, novice. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, but uh, it's not too responsive in corners, so I can actually get on the throttle, and it's not jumping or unsettling out of the rut. Right. So I can actually come in with a little more momentum mm-hmm. and roll the whole corner and get on the gas sooner because the bike doesn't feel like it's getting away from me. Right. What What about the Honda? What do you love about the Honda that you wish the Cowie had? We talked about this earlier. Now it goes both ways, but just that engine. Having a little more of that character, not so, just a little more power yep. mid and the Cowie would like a little bit more power. Yeah, especially, yeah. I say, in the mid and mm-hmm. then a little more over-rev. Like, the Honda revs Dude. so far. Yeah. I can just keep it in a gear and don't have to worry about short-shifting it, which is one less thing to think about when I'm on the track. A lot of guys like a stiffer-feeling chassis. The Honda is a stiffer-feeling chassis. That's a fact. Do you notice that as a bigger dude, or is that coming to play at all, or what? Uh, the only time I notice it really is when I start getting tired, I sit on the couch. Yeah. And with the Cowie, I can sit on the couch and hit some pretty gnarly braking bumps and feels good. The Honda makes me go, ah, maybe I should stand up. Right. Which so is better for you anyway. It's probably better, yeah. but when I get tired, I'll just put a backrest on that thing. I'm sitting on the couch. And, right. you know, the Honda, you you definitely feel it. You know, all the like almost shakes your kidneys. Compared to the Cowie, it's just... You feel them, but it, it's comfortable. Nothing that really just jolts your body. Right. Like we talk about dropping the rock from halfway up. Exactly. Yeah. I think a Honda is built for a younger, hyperactive, gnarlier type of dude that loves a fast engine. Like, I had my race engine and the two Nationals this year, and, and even it was really easy to ride. It's just too much. Like, I couldn't ride it to my potential because it was so gnarly. It was fast, and it just, to me, unless the ground was soft. I wanted to ask Kenny this. Maybe I'll go back to him. Give that time. What I'm about soft-conditioned dirt on the Honda? Because you're East Coast guy. What do you feel about that? It would change it for me. Yeah? Yeah, it would. It would. I I mean, considering how strong that thing is yeah. on a freshly. Let's, well, let's picture your favorite track in Maryland. Mm, okay, we'll go uh, Butts Creek. Okay, Butts Creek. How yep. do you feel? this honda would be would you think it'd be a, feel a little bit different when softer condition it would feel a little bit different uh it'd be that engine would be amazing right. on a real like a fresh tilled up buds creek oh, yeah. yeah it'd be great uh overall though i still think that if we're still comparing like both of these together especially at buds creek yeah. when it's high speed kind of like here yeah and you got these hills uh the stability for me would mm-hmm. still be a factor right but the honda engine on three foot tilled loose Oh yeah, yeah. I'd love it. I yeah. think it would, it would definitely be a key factor, and uh, we'd be at the front. I forgot to mention Kenny. I did Kenny's lap times on the the Honda and the Cowie. Kenny's lap time on a on a Honda was two twenty eight flat at Glen Helen, and then on the KX was two twenty six twenty nine. Yeah, big difference. So second and a half. Big difference. Yeah. So just the comfort value of that frame obviously comes into play at three o'clock here at Glen Helen. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah like, and, and I go back to just being like, you're comfortable. It's the the Cali was stable for me. I could still feel like I could kind of charge into the turns yeah. where it's a Honda today. I I felt everything. Right. Yeah. All right, Matt. So going back and forth between these two bikes, you mentioned chassis a little bit stiffer. Kawasaki's more forgiving. Let's talk about something we haven't talked about. Let's talk about brakes controls things like that 
Don't get me started on those Cowie freaking uh, lovers. Are they, Are no they four good? midget? I don't like them. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan either. Because I mean, I got sausage fingers. Right. They sit right in the crease of my finger. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, put that mic to your mouth. Oh, okay, you it's yeah. it sits right in the crease of my finger, and it's just so small. Yeah. I don't like it. I want something with a little more meat to it. Kawas- Kawasaki is. Uh, God dang it, you guys. <laughs> Kawasaki has. It, see this blister right here on my finger? It says That's Cowie, the Cowie on it. Yeah, it just leaves me a, a blister right here for some reason. No other lever does that for me. Yeah, even uh, do you notice that, Joe? You've been riding the Kawasaki more. No, I got man hands. Toughen up. Okay, well, yeah, I guess well, we're just pussies, man. There you, I, I, I am. <laughs> so, uh, what about brakes between the two? Uh, to me, the brakes—they both did their job. You know, I didn't notice one brake over another. One stopped any better than the other on both of these. I noticed the Cowie. I kept locking up the rear brake. Yeah. You know, I would just barely try that to rear touch disc. it. Dude, I'm not into that. Any of you guys feel that today? Like rear I, disc locking up? Joe, yeah. you feel that? I like it. You like that? Yeah, I like a touchy rear brake though. So You do? I like a touchy rear brake. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Well, to me, like I try to brake rear, my rear brake, and it locks up too early and then it spins out. So um, I do notice that. I'm not, I say if you guys have a problem with that at home, go back to the older disc. You can get the carrier the disc and it doesn't do that 240 instead of 250 no problems 240 is big enough uh hydraulic clutch versus cable what do you got what do you like well when you go to cable on some of the other bikes not bad the honda the pull is horrendous it's pretty hard it's yeah it's so stiff and for someone who we know sitting here i have arm pump holding this mic right now seriously you do Like, you got arm pump all 24-7. 24-7. Dude. dude, I felt his arms today, people, and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and he blew three laps, and we, we rested for 10 minutes. I reached for his forearm, and it's rock hard. His other <laughs> one's rock hard. I'm like, dude, you have no room. Like, there's no way blood could flow through those things. It's constricted. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rock, rock so, hard forearms. So, geez. it's just... And after you get a couple laps and you start with that bike, especially with the power... Yeah. And you tend to just, I'm, I'm not even going to try to use the clutch. Right. Because it's just so hard to pull in the clutch and then yeah. it just, yeah. It, it, One thing it Honda nailed that other manufacturers want to achieve, rider triangle. You sit on that thing, it just feels nice, dude. Feels like a Honda. It feels so good. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say which manufacturer, but I know one manufacturer has measured the shit out of that Honda to try to achieve the rider triangle that they want for their own bike. So, like I always tell you guys, there's certain aspects of each bike that other manufacturers want to obtain, and the Rider Triangle is insane. Like, I like that feeling. Oh, yeah. I can jump on any other bike, and it feels a little awkward at first. A couple laps in, you're good. You can go to any bike and jump on Honda and go, feels just like being at home. Right. So, it feels great. Basically, Kawasaki wins today based on comfort. Everyone agree? Yeah, yeah. And, and to go back on something else that we did your test with, setting it up for the three of us. Yeah, so you know, so one setup. Yeah, so the middle the middle weighted rider sag is what OEM OEMs do when we do production testing. There's usually three test riders. We set the sag for the middle weighted rider, and everyone has to achieve a target with that sag. That tries to achieve track toughness. Uh, so that way, when you go to different tracks, you have a different, your sags off a little bit. The bike doesn't get that upset. You're trying to create a setting that, you know, is good for a wide range of weighted riders. And I feel like that's where the Honda kind of lacks, you know, 
most of these bikes, of course, I am the heaviest rider here. Right. You're going to be like, low I was everywhere, fine. right? Yeah, I was fine. Like, every bike felt good, and I'm like, man, it can only get a little better. Where the Honda, I'm like, I felt like it had to be set up for me specifically, yeah. and it would have been a better bike for me to ride today. But doing it that way, it was like, you know, like you said, the whole box, the little window of adjustment yeah. is a lot tighter than the Kawasaki. And we do this over on keyforingtesting.com. There's a lot of baseline startup settings that I've created for the Honda, this Cowie. That's what we try to do over there. So you can go over there and check it out. I've ridden, I try to ride between three to five tracks for each bike, set up a setting for you guys out there, and then that way you have somewhere to start. It makes it a lot easier for you. So you can go check that out over on my site. But Matt is right. It does take a little bit more work to get the Honda to work well, but... I will vouch for once you do make it good for you, it's pretty damn it's pretty damn good. But you got to expect it's going to be a little bit of a stiffer feeling. There's things that can help that. You can go on the website; we have all that there. But in stock in stock form, excuse me, it is a little bit hard to ride. And we dropped the fork. We played with it. We try to do certain things to help it, you know, get more stable. And it, you know, Joe tried it. He's like, "Yeah, it didn't really do that much for me." So, um, so yeah, so. Kawasaki moves on to bracket. So the two brackets that we've had so far, Yamaha and Kawasaki have moved on. Next week we'll have Husqvarna and KTM. No hate comms on that as well because people are freaking out. It's the same bike. It is not the same bike. They feel completely different. There's a lot of differences within each bike. Suspension this year is completely different. Husqvarna went a different direction than KTM. Obviously, Husqvarna has a different airbox, a different swing arm, a different muffler, a lot of differences. So that feels different on the track. So we will do that and get these suckers running. See, have a, a grand champion there, Joseph. Are you excited? Yep. So excited. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Round, finish round one bracket, Joe. Thank you, Joe.